Every time we hear Doty or Drody, we always correct we people. About it, and they're over here, Milam. Milam, and you just go along with that. That must be So Willie Milam is the Judy. Milam. Milam. <laughs> Milam. I don't even know who you are. Milam. Yeah. <laughs> are we even a team? Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Roots Running Sessions podcast. This podcast obviously details our group's progress through a season and kind of recap some of our races. We're sitting here with our guys team the night before the USATF Club Cross Country Championships in Tallahassee, Florida. All right, so let's, we'll go around the circle just so everyone listening to this knows who's even on our team. Um, let's start over here to my left. Noah Drotti, William Firth, Andy Phillips, Willie Milan, Tyler Mueller. Wait, your last name is Milan? This whole time I've been saying the law. No, it's Milan. No, it's Milan. Everyone just gets it wrong. You're just more going to correct it. No, I've heard it so many times. I've never heard you say the last name. Every time we hear Doty or Drody, we always correct people. We bitch about it, and they're over here Milam. Milam, and you just go along with that. That most people know. So Willie Milam is the Drody. Milam. Milo. <laughs> Milo. I don't even know who you are. Milo. Yeah. Okay. Are we even a team? <laughs> we're becoming one of our. I need more one. Now we're a team. So tomorrow. Got off the rails. Yeah, that was fast. <laughs> tomorrow, these five guys will be racing the 10K cross country course. It's taking place on the Florida State's home cross country course. I get the luxury of just standing there watching coffee and deciding who I'm going to cut if they don't perform. How much coffee do you plan on Drink. watching? <laughs> watching. Drinking coffee. coffee. <laughs> Drinking coffee and watching. Maybe no. happening. <laughs> Thank you. So w- let's start with when was the last time you guys actually ran cross country? Most of the time we don't have those opportunities post, post-college career. Um, as you're as you're kind of saying the last time you raced it, also say where you went to college and kind of what your experience was like on your cross country team in college. So Noah, let's start with you. Uh, last cross country race I ran was Division Three cross country nationals. If you count Division Three um, races, we count. Um, <laughs> we count. There's a lot of D three runners listening yeah. to this. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't count them out. Uh, and that was in Terre Haute, Indiana, in 2013. Um, that was my last race. And where'd you run in college? DePaul University. And that was pretty close to the Terre Haute course, correct? Yeah, it was basically a home race. Uh, it was about 45 minutes away from from uh, Greencastle and about an hour away from Indianapolis. And you you just went back for the Division One National Championships. What was that experience like seeing it from a Division One landscape versus what you experienced as a Division Three runner? I mean, they're both exciting. Uh, the fans, I think, are both enthusiastic you obviously have higher profile athletes in division one but similar size similar size well the crowd this year in Terre Haute wasn't so big because the weather was pretty poor um but the enthusiasm of the fans I think is probably about the same regardless of division but it was fun it was a good time and will you qualified as an individual yes I did once once <laughs> was this at Terre Haute or was this Kentucky uh it was Terre Haute and you went to Rice University Indeed. So what was cross-country like for you running at Rice? And what was that experience like? I mean, Tyler, you'll share the same experience of qualifying as an individual versus having that team component there at a national championships. Competing as an individual was felt way more serious and lonely than competing as a team. Um, it was the first time in a 
cross-country setting that I'd ever traveled alone uh, without my team. And I would say I'd probably prefer a team in any Probably. You're sitting here with your team. <laughs> Hopefully you do. <laughs> um, I think, I think the, the having a team around uh, brings, the, brings the atmosphere up. It makes things a little less stressful um, going into the race. And, you know, every, even just eating dinner the night before can be really stressful if, uh, if you're not with a group of guys that you can kind of relax with. Um, Did you enjoy cross-country in college? Um, I, I think I mentally break down a little bit on the track having to count laps. So <laughs> being out on a cross country course, is a little easier for me to swallow, even if it is longer than most of my track races. And Andy, you were a 1500 runner. So yeah. this will be a big jump up in distance for you. Did you run cross country in some of those bigger meets at Gonzaga? Yeah, I did. So my last cross race was in the fall of 2013. Um, and I did run cross-country. Uh, that was one of the things that my college coach, Pat Tyson, had pretty much the whole squad, regardless if you were an 800 guy or a 10K runner. You were on the team. You were going to run cross-country. Um, and I cracked the top seven a couple times. I made a couple uh, trips, but I was never I never really had a lot of success at cross-country. Um, did you view it as something that... Like making that top seven was one of your goals, or did you kind of tr- like? I, I have a buddy who was a fifteen hundred runner in college. He looked at cross country as like I'm just building my base for for track season. Uh-huh. How did you? I I was kind of fifty fifty. I would definitely start out the season and the majority of the season um, with the goal in mind of making the top seven. Um, but then after a couple bad races, I would get a little discouraged, and then it would be more about I'm just going to build some strength for. Thank God Endor's coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, even though I didn't have a lot of success, but I I guess I kind of I liked the idea of cross-country because track was an individual sport, and I viewed cross-country as a team sport. And that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this because it's the only chance we're going to have all year to run as a team. And, Willie, you were college teammates with Andy. Mm-hmm. How was cross-country in your eyes? It was awesome. I loved it. I thought I was good at it, um, but I never made it. I was never close to making the national, so I was in the scrub compared to even the guys in this room, um, especially the guys who are racing a while. Uh, but yeah, I, I I graduated in 2015 from Gonzaga with Andy, and I didn't have eligibility in my senior year, so uh, I still raced, but um, I actually kept. Uh, racing and working in Portland last year, so I actually did a bunch of local XC races in Portland, which were just a lot of fun, and they put hay bales out there, and it was just, it was kind of lighthearted, and then I raced at Club XC in San Francisco, which was the first, like, real XC race I had in a while, and then the last one I had. And Tyler, same for, you were at that San Francisco race last year as well, and you uh-huh. qualified as an individual coming out of NCAAs. Yeah, funny story. Uh, Will and I were actually in the same individual qualifying box. Starting box. Yeah, the, the yeah the starting box for the individual qualifiers that year in Terre Haute. Funny um, story, you'll be in the same starting box tomorrow. Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> and uh, Yeah, so I, I loved cross country. Uh, it's probably my favorite. Um, my favorite season, I really liked the idea of the team, the, t- the team aspect of it, and while our team wasn't necessarily a national powerhouse, we never made it as a team. Um, in our conference, we were pretty competitive. And my junior year, we won our first, um, our only 
uh, conference title in cross country. Um, my senior year, we lost it by I think two points, but um, I have a lot of fond memories of cross country and think I think it's a strength of mine. And then I did post collegiately. I mean, since college, it's actually my third year in a row doing club cross country. So I'm like the veteran here holding Noah's hand through all of this. <laughs> uh, it's been a process. Yeah, he's been really nervous. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, I love, I love the cross-country race. I think it's probably the funnest, the funnest race of the year, just in the fact that you just get, basically get to catch up with, with, with all your buddies. So yeah, I, if we go to these USA road championships, too, and that's more just professional, or, I mean, much higher percentage of the professionals and the serious, and the serious guys that are full-time runners. The cool thing about club cross is there's a, like the vast majority of the guys are working full time, but they're still running just just like for the love of the sport, and so you get to catch up. So I know uh, at least two of my teammates at Lehigh are going to be here. Um, so I've been catching up with them and just old guys that you remember from. Oh man, he's still running, or oh man, I beat that guy. That guy used to be sick in college. Um, it's a fun community. Yeah, yeah, we were saying club cross earlier. It's it's even the masters <laughs> runners coming out here. Everyone has fun with it, but also takes it with a certain level of seriousness. And like Noah, you even said this is, that'd be something you'd like to do, even as a master's athlete, may not be in the best shape, but just come out and still race it. Mm-hmm. Um, with you two guys competing in club cross in the past, how does that team competition, obviously the scoring is the same, but in terms of um, working with guys that you may not necessarily, like, I know for Bowerman Track Club, not all the guys kind of train together. Mm-hmm. How is that being able to get together from a camaraderie standpoint to be able to just come to these events and perform on a team together? Same with you for moving shoes, obviously, Tyler. I thought it was awesome because in my, in my scenario, I really didn't have anyone really to train with that often. So when you get together for a trip like this, you have people to hang out with and spend time with and run with and then to race with. So it kind of just brings you together a lot more than, like, with college, you're kind of with them 24-7, which was awesome, but uh, you kind of, it kind of makes you appreciate the team aspect more. Yeah, I think uh, I'm sort of in a similar boat where, yeah, this is my first year running for um, for Roots. I was with Move and Choose, and we actually placed pretty high um, the past two years. Um, but like Willie, they were on my team, but I wasn't necessarily training with a lot of them, really only one other guy on the team. So it didn't really affect me as much during the race. I sort of had my own. We all sort of had our own game plan, or I had my own game plan, and I knew guys on other teams who I wanted to key off of, and I just knew what place I wanted to be in. I think this year is a lot more fun because we all work out together, and mm-hmm. we can get a lot of information, like a lot of feedback as where we are in relation to our teammates. Um, it's all, more similar to college. Yeah, it's, it's much more. Yeah. yeah, it's much more of a, of a, of a team feeling, um, just as far as the race strategy, where we can we can use each other to help we can help each other during the race whereas in past years and a lot of other teams they have a much wider uh like range of abilities so we might have a guy that was fifth but we also had a guy that was 70th where i think it's gonna be a much tighter pack where we can be in uh like i decided one another. other yeah yeah and i think that's one of the things too when you're talking from a team aspect versus a lot of the individualized races you guys do as post-collegiates would your strategy as now being part of a team and knowing that the scoring matters as much as it does factor into how you approach tomorrow's race versus if you were just going into it like it was a u.s cross-country championships which will be in two months uh yeah it's a motivating factor um if it's any like kind of physical help i think that's debatable but it you know being able knowing that there's guys 
<clears throat> in front of you, behind you, around you, um, and that you're all kind of depending on one another to like put forth an honest effort to score as few points as possible. Um, you know, when you when you are starting to question your ability to, you know, persevere in a race, I think it, it's helpful knowing that there's other guys, you know, out there doing the same thing for a common goal. And that's kind of the beauty of cross country over road races where. It's really just an individual effort, and when things start getting hard, the only thing you can do is internalize it. Um, I think you can kind of zoom out a little bit in a cross-country race and remember that there's other people, you know, fighting for the cause. Yeah, I think also a big part of it is that there's only five of us out here, so it's even even (laughs) more important that we uh, give our best efforts cause there's no one else uh, behind you that you can rely on to pick up the slack. Uh, yeah. We were, we were saying that right before recording that all the top teams out here, they only have five. So there's not really a large margin for error. And we, we should percent. explain for people who don't understand cross country scoring that only five people can score. Yeah. Normally as it relates to college, you have seven on a team, five score, lowest score at the end of the race wins. Your score is determined by what place you finish of other runners that are on teams, so individuals get taken out of that scoring category. Here at Club Cross Country, you can have up to eight people on a team with those top five also scoring. But as we were saying, a lot of the other top teams that are currently here, including our own, there's only five competing. So if someone gets hurt, if someone is having a bad day and decides to drop out, that obviously factors into whether the team... There's room for error. Yeah. Yeah. every, Every person counts. Um, Andy, for you, like I said, as a 1500 guy, uh, what is it like moving up in distance to race 10K now? What is your thoughts going in? It's a little intimidating, but I think it'll be a good gauge of where I'm at uh, fitness-wise. I mean, I know what I've run for some 8Ks back in college, and I know how that uh, translated to my track seasons in the winter and spring. So if I can, you know, run a faster 10K or faster 10 uh, pace for 10k than I did for those 8k's. Uh, it, it'll be a good indicator of where I'm at. Yeah, and I feel like there's a few reasons you should be a little bit more confident than usual. Like one being coming down from altitude now, so mm-hmm. the nice thick air down here, and then just sort of like the tempo runs and the and the higher quality long runs that you're doing now. Yeah. That I've I think been, you've I've been doing a lot more aerobic um, based training than I did in college. Yeah, so consistently too. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy for a while. Yeah, because you struggle with injuries throughout college. Will, you had some setbacks in college as well. What is that like coming into this race where you guys are healthy? You've been training for the most part consistently with a group that's all pretty talented with with yourself. That's got to be kind of an uplifting feeling going into the race as well. Yeah, Yeah, I just, I'm kind of the type of person that where things could be going great, but as soon as I have one little hiccup, I feel like, everything's gone down the drain. So uh, to uh, have had as much consistent training as I've had coming into this race, that um, gives me a lot of confidence. Uh, I've also never trained at altitude for an extended period of time, which is hopefully helpful. We'll find out tomorrow. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, just just the the type of training I've been doing. I've never run tempo runs before in my entire life, so just, just that longer extended grind i think is gonna really help and it's still a course too that even though there's a couple undulations and hills you can still move pretty fast on um what do you you guys have been able to run over the course two days now tyler i know you just ran it for the first time today what do you guys think of the course it's awesome i love it i think being a speed-based runner there's a couple downhills 
where you can really get rolling and get some momentum. Especially at the beginning. Yeah. It's going to get out quick. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I was really impressed with the course. I think it's, like a, it's a beautiful course, for one, and it's just sort of a part of the country that I've never really been to. We were talking about kind of like the swampland, and there are these tall trees with the, the Spanish moss hanging off, and the, the weather should be perfect. It was today. It seems like it's going to be similar tomorrow. And like while the course is, it's it's wide. Um, it's four loops essentially, so pretty spectator friendly. Mm-hmm. No like real sharp turns. The footing is good everywhere. But at the same time, there's a decent hill. I mean, a, a significant hill that that we're going to hit four times. So I think while people are going to get out hard, and while it will be a pretty fast race overall, um, that uphill near the end of the loop each each time we hit it is going to have some guys. Feeling some type of way. Yeah, it'll it'll be an honest race, that's for sure, and a good tactical race too. I think the downhills too might be even more important. Yeah, it finishes on a downhill as well. Yeah, because those those they're gradual, but they're long. You go for a while, and some moves can be made on there. Yeah, can make a difference. What are your guys' expectations for tomorrow? Do you have any specific goals in mind that you'd like to discuss? I know we talked about it individually with a lot of you, but um, what are you looking for both as a team and, and individually? What would you like to get out of tomorrow? All five finish. Uh, yeah, we yeah the goal is to finish. We definitely all need to finish. That, that, that's get, that, get that participation medal. Important part. But, I mean, I think and we've talked about specific, specific places individually and as a team. And yeah, I'll say I think uh, top five would be a solid day. Um, as a team. As a team. Um, a lot of teams, like, there are these clubs that don't necessarily have five good runners, runners that have been training hard, and um, I think we actually have the potential to have five, like, solid finishes. Um, I know my team got fourth two years ago, but I, look on paper, our team now is, is, is definitely stronger. So it could be a great opportunity for our team just to kind of establish ourselves and just put our name out there. Um, so, I mean, we've had some awesome individual performances at various road races with... I mean, our women like Mara and Aaliyah, Becky and Noah um, has had some uh, some awesome races, um, and they're all representing roots. But I think this is uh, a really cool opportunity for us to say, like, yeah, as a whole, our team is actually one of the best like training groups in the country right now. So and it's a pretty deep field <laughs> overall, just in terms of the talent that's there. Not just from a team standpoint, there's a couple of good individuals as well. Um, so it'll be an honest honest effort across the board because implications individually are still you get to go to that edinburgh cross-country meet may not carry the same weight in terms of world cross-country for some people but the cross-country enthusiasts definitely it's it's pretty high up there in yeah. a historic competition go race mo. yeah go race mo out, in, out in the uk so we'll do a recap tomorrow after the race uh let everyone know how we did whether we lived up to our own team and individual expectations um, but one thing's for sure, there will be a post-race party mm-hmm. that all the teams get to go to. Let's talk about goals for that. Yeah. <laughs> we will talk about those goals tomorrow. <laughs> Tonight, we get to just cheers for tomorrow and hope for a good, hard effort across the board sure. um, for everyone involved. Cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. Hey, guys. We're back. After the U.S. Club Cross Country Championships, which took place this morning, and our guys finished seventh place as a team this morning. All right, guys, kind of take me through how the race went for each of you. Um, warm day, hilly course, 
good field, pretty deep field across the board. How do you think it went? Willie, let's start with you. You you finished, what, 18th, 19th? Finished 19th overall. Um, I thought the course was awesome. It was harder than expected. I think we all agreed that it was harder than expected. It went out hot, just like we expected. Um, what do you think you came through the first mile in? I have no idea, but I think I was around 4.30, just... Well, four thirties maybe. You guys were around nine fifteen. I know at two miles. I was nine eighteen. I think no, it was like nine oh eight maybe. Uh, like they said nine ten, but I have no idea. Yeah, around there. So went up fast, but we expected that. Um, I didn't get as good of a start as I probably should have. I was probably in like forties and fifties at the very start, and it kind of seemed like there was kind of a distinct pack for the first eight hundred, but it kind of was like a long spread of. The top group for like the top 40 maybe so it wasn't like a big pack it was like kind of already spread out kind of so I was kind of just like keying off of the people in like the 30s and working my way towards the 20s and went out pretty fast and um, just kind of slowly worked my way up through the am I supposed to talk about the whole race or just the start <laughs> No, just top. Like you kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So. No, don't ask me. Questions. You're not supposed to ask me the question. Um, yeah, so uh, I just kind of tried to work my way up into like the 20s, where I should have been at the start, and then I was kind of following Scott Smith the whole way. I was kind of just like trying to steer right behind him. Scott Smith, <clears throat> meaning NAZ Elite Scott Smith, he finished what one place in front of you yeah, at the end, 18th place, <clears throat> and. Uh, so I was kind of just following him and just working my butt off to get to that top 20 and hopefully get to the close to Edinburgh spot. Um, and when Willie's referring to the Edinburgh <coughs> spot, uh, top 15 overall are eligible to make the U.S. team for the Edinburgh cross-country race in Scotland, which would take place in two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, top six automatically go that declare that they intend to participate. Yeah, so that was my ultimate goal, um, but I worked my way up. I didn't really get past um, that much, which I was happy about. I, the only thing I was disappointed was just I didn't start as well, um, but I just kind of, it was just long four loops. <clears throat> and you guys long. started, your your guys' box was kind of in the middle of the field. Smacked out in the middle. Almost. Right in the middle, yeah, box 23 out of around 50. Yeah. Um, did you guys feel like it was tough to get out, given the number of people? Did you feel it? Bottlenecks pretty quickly. I mean, the course was wide. It was such a wide start. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was pretty good. I went out hard. Like I, I went out hard enough that I was pretty much in second place when I think the field collapsed behind Morgan Pearson. So I didn't really notice anything. Felt like we went out. I definitely felt it in my legs, like how fast we went out. But I feel like sometimes you just have to do that to find a spot you're comfortable in. At what point did it start? So did you guys, what would you say that lead pack was like through that first mile, two mile? Uh, Morgan took it out. Then uh, <clears throat> Sam Schlanger came up going into the mile. And uh, I think I kind of coasted through the mile probably in third before before a couple other guys caught up there. And then we just, it was a pretty close pack through two. And then uh, that, that hill kind of divided people a little bit. Um, and the hill was around 2K into the race, correct? 2K and yeah, and then uh, like once you get up that hill, we that first big loop kind of turns into the wind. So I kind of tucked in the back of a group of maybe eight or so, um, and it was kind of. And I'd say the front group remained pretty much the same uh, from there, just strung out a little bit. Well, what about yourself? You ended up finishing 69th overall. Um, 
fourth on our team, but pretty close to a 10K PR for yourself as well in cross country. How do you feel you kind of worked your way up through the field? Yeah. Uh, you, you, every time I saw you, you were moving moving pretty well past people. Yeah, I felt like I had a little bit of a, of a rough day. I don't think that um, where, where I finished in my time was where my fitness is at. Most cross races I went to at Rice were smaller meets, so I was more towards the front and could gauge uh, my pace a little bit better and where I stood against the field. So being kind of mid-pack was, was an odd sensation for me. Um, I felt that I just kind of fell asleep for the middle part of the race and couldn't really tell that I was slowing down because of the undulating hills and um, then just found myself with 3K to go that I couldn't really make up much as much ground as I, I would have liked to given how I felt and just how far back I was. I think I could have closed harder. Um, I think mentally I kind of got to myself knowing I was... I'd been slowing down, I wasn't going to hit my time goal, and I, I, I broke down mentally a little bit and wasn't able to close maybe as hard as I could have. Well, and I think that's something tough when you're looking in retrospect to, uh, like, if you've set a time goal out for yourself ahead of time, like, you have times as kind of pace gauges, but in a course like this where it's kind of undulating, it's, it is on softer surface, like, time is ultimately a tough tough thing to kind of gauge off and like you said you're in uncomfortable territory where you're kind of running in the middle of the pack relative to what you're used to with cross country with the exception being NCAA cross mm -hmm. country so it was a good opportunity for you and your what second post-collegiate race at this point um, to mix it up with some really good people um, and I actually thought like given given how you race throughout like that you put yourself in a decent position I think we would have liked it maybe a few spots higher but um, relative to the, the style of field that you guys were competing against. I thought you raced pretty well. Um, Andy, this was a big jump up for you in terms of distance. Mm -hmm. um, you're a 1500 guy now racing. Is this your first 10K? It was. I mean, I ran a, a road 10K uh, the summer before my freshman year in college, but, I mean, really this is my first real uh, Real 10K. 10K. Easy way to, yeah. to kind of knock <laughs> Not that. Very real. Against <laughs> yeah. good competition. It's, uh, yeah, I learned 10Ks are hard. It's a grind. Um, but, uh, I mean, I just tried to I tried to stay relaxed, um, as relaxed as possible those first 10 miles. And I was, like, within the range. I think I was, I don't know what my first mile was, but I was 9.45 at two miles. Um, I started slowing down. The third mile was fairly slow. And then... Um, Felt myself slowing down a little bit um, that next 3K, and I I know I mean I was passed by some people, but I just tried to stay in contact with them, knowing that like with like my style of like I can try to put together a last a fast K last mm -hmm. K and like pass those people in the end. But when that one kilometer to go came, I tried to switch gears and there like wasn't much. There's no there. gear at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I felt myself like I felt like I was kicking decently in the last 400, but I didn't really pass well, as many people. And that last case starts kind of right at the base of that long uphill too. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. a tough part. To if you're tired. It's, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was an experience, but, uh, I mean, I definitely took a lot out of it and I think it made me a little tougher. Um, 
gave me a decent confidence boost going into uh, indoor. Like, I'm aerobically um, as fit or maybe even fitter than I was in college, so... Well, and that's something that we kind of identified was a weakness of yours was the aerobic fitness. And mm-hmm. so that's something that we put as a, a point of emphasis this fall before we get you to outdoor season. Um, so hopefully we'll see some of that strength kind of come through once we do start adding on the speed work. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tyler, for you, you've had kind of an interesting buildup in this in the sense that uh, you've only really been training hard now for about five and a half weeks. Um, had a stress reaction towards the middle of fall. Um, have get, gotten back now into the full swing of training. Um, what did you notice with your fitness today? Obviously, like you've had club cross experience in the past where you've had two top 20 experiences. Today you finished, what, 38th in a, in a deep field. But um, like you and I were kind of talking about before we started this, we just need the fitness to come around. Um, how did you feel going into the race? How did you feel during the race? Sure, yeah, I mean... Yeah, being totally honest, yeah, a little, little disappointed with the, the race today and you know, considering races I've had in the past, but it is important to remember that uh, I did really have some pretty spotty training for about two months in the fall uh, due to some, some foot issues, and I've been hitting, hitting it pretty hard for the past uh, five or six weeks, but, you know, it takes, for most people, it takes more than that to really um, get to a level where you can be competitive with some of these guys in club cross country and it just gets more competitive every year so yeah this was i think one of the deepest years <laughs> this had. is the deepest year they've ever had yeah. um with the american distance project was the new they're the new team to beat now and mm-hmm. um they're NAZ just elites always NAZ elites. i mean it's compare this to a couple of years ago it's not even close um so uh, even all things considered yeah it wasn't a great it wasn't a great day for me on paper but um there's a lot i can take away from it i got out pretty hard i got out well uh, better than willie um, and that's, that's about all I can say. Uh, Willie, when Willie passed me, he gave me a little pat in the back, tried to pull me up the hill. Really not enough. It no. didn't work. I told him he needed to stay behind me for the entire hill. <laughs> he told me. He told me why yeah. to push him more. Hopefully, no officials would see. Um, but uh, yeah, so got I got up pretty well and uh, came through two miles and yeah, just a, a hair under nine twenty. I saw that, and I was like, holy smokes, we are out, and I was still only in probably... And that's the fastest you've run in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, 920 through two miles. mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I I was there, and I was probably only in 30 or so place, and I realized it's going to be... I'm not even where I want to be, and I feel like I'm in a little bit over my head, just in this nine... coming through under 920. Um, And so, yeah, the rest of the race, I uh, got passed by a few guys, passed a few guys, lost a couple spots... uh, but the second half of the race, I more or less stayed around the same spot, mid-30s. Um, <clears throat> so it was tough. Uh, I think it's really hard, especially just to have kind of a grinding 10K yeah, with some hills. And, um, you know, if you're not where you want to be, I think it is it is hard to kind of motivate yourself. And it takes a good amount of motivation to kind of overcome the discomfort that you encounter in the second half of a cross-country 10K. And so I think it's easy to, and like Will was talking about it a little bit, it's easy if things aren't going exactly as you planned to even it, consciously or subconsciously, you're probably not going to be able to get everything out of yourself. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was a little tougher, but, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, just it, it, if nothing else, it's a really good, it's a really good training stimulus. Um, and you can hopefully, uh, just stay healthy and build off this going into some um, some road races and maybe 
some more cross-country races later in the winter. So. Well, and I think that's the interesting part about cross-country, too, especially given where this race falls during the training cycle. You're still on a build-up. Noah's on a build-up. Uh, Willie, Will, Andy are about to switch gears and go to indoor track where they'll be dropping down to, to some shorter stuff. Will is also going to be helping to pace uh, his girlfriend Becky out at Houston mm. Marathon. So it is interesting that, like, you do find that at these these races, it's a it's a pretty deep field, but you also don't know where people are at within a training cycle. We know Craig Lutz was coming off of injury for NAZ Elite um, and had to gut out his race relative to where he finished last year as well. Um, so you just never know when you come into these races. But it's a good opportunity to compete against some really good guys. Um, Willie, you you had some interesting stuff happen last night with a little bit of food poisoning issue. Yeah, it was kind of a mess. Um... I, I was kind of complaining to my roommates, um, my best friends, Andy and Will, over there, about my stomach. I felt... <laughs> Whoa! Mega pa- pause the tape. <laughs> Mega bed. Um, my stomach was kind of hurting. I was like, felt a little more full than I thought. I feel a little crampy or whatever. And then I went to bed, I fell asleep, and then I woke up at one thirty, and I just did not feel good. Um, had some problems, threw up a little bit. Um, and then the, I got, like, my stomach was just like a knot, just cramped, and then I couldn't fall back asleep until probably four. I texted Richie for some, just a shot in the dark if he was up at 2 a.m. I was not. He was, <laughs> was not up. Um, so I was, I, there was some dark thoughts going through my head at three in the morning when I was not able to sleep before a race that I've been training for for a while. But you just kind of have to forget about that. Look, I got, I did get some more sleep, thankfully, another like three hours or so. Got up, drank lots of coffee, lots of liquids, and just kind of just hoped things would kind of settle. Um, Richie made a very nice run to CVS to get some Pepto-Bismol and stuff to just make everything calm and do everything. We just got to do everything you can. And so um, when we got to the starting line, I felt, I was a little tired, but I felt good. And I mean, I did everything I needed to do and I was, it turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Did you think about that during the race at all? No. Not at all. As soon as the gun goes off, you're racing. Yeah, I just started focusing on where I should be. And, like, I've had races where I have had stuff, like, let it get to my head and just kind of freak out. And um, So I was happy I didn't let that affect me. Now, after this race, you guys will all be switching gears. Um, kind of talk about what's next, what's coming up, what are you looking forward to here in the near future? Uh, Will, let's start with you. Yeah, so I'll be focusing more on track. I'm hoping to drop down distance and drop my PRs a little bit in some of the shorter distances, so I'll be going to some UW races, doing some miles, some 3Ks, uh, maybe some 3Ks, but ultimately focusing on 5K and the whole track season. Um, so we'll just kind of start working on transitioning to that shorter stuff, and I'm a little scared for the speed work, but I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I'll just follow Andy to the sub floor, hopefully. I'm going to go to Houston, half marathon, try to break 64, and uh, retire. <laughs> retire. <laughs> <laughs> And chomping at the bit to break that 64 barrier. Yeah, it's taking a few swings at it now. Uh, I think I, my next uh, big venture is pacing part of the women's Houston Marathon. Um, potentially up to 20 miles. We'll see if I make it that far. Uh, then For the greater good. For the greater good. Then, of course, uh, indoor track, which I'm really excited about. And then definitely some steeples in the spring. And, yeah, I'll be switching gears, uh, focusing on indoor track as well, um, mostly, or really just the mile. Um, I'll be... No 5Ks or 10s? <laughs> Not for a while. Yeah. Maybe another Next year. Next December. Yeah. Unless we can convince you. 
Uh, yeah. You did it once. One more year. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I'll be focusing on the mile. Uh, I'll open up at the University of Washington preview on January 14th. And then uh, hopefully um, get some PRs and then roll that right into outdoor track. And, yeah, uh, kind of like Noah, I'm just going to kind of continue to build up and just try to in- improve my fitness. Um, I think we're kind of seeing weekly improvements. Um, so we have a couple things kind of tentatively scheduled, uh, maybe a, a half marathon in January, uh, maybe USA Cross um, in February. Uh, there's also uh, Gate River. Um, shout out March. Richard Fannin. Um, we're thinking about you. <laughs> um, and uh, maybe one of those, and that's in March. Um, so yeah, I think that's always, that's been a race that's been on my radar for a little while. I think if, uh, if things are still going well, I'd like to, um, really be rolling that time of the year. And, um, yeah. Cause track marks this spring are really kind of your <clears throat> point. Yeah. Those marks. Yeah. And then after that, I think that'll be a kind of a good, good kind of block of, of strength and, and, and aerobic focus. And then after that, uh, kind of switch gears and see if we can't, um, bring the track PRs down, um, for 5k and 10k and. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the, the primary goal for now, and that'll be sweet. All right, well, nice job today, guys. Uh, for us as a group, it's our first year ever having somebody here, um, so it was nice to be able to send a full team. Hopefully next year we'll have both a full guys and a girls team. Um, that'll be in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, but it was a good good performance for you guys given the deep field, um, and we look to build on that for next year. All right, nice job. Thanks, Richie.